Welcome to Training Unleashed, the show that will help you design and deliver training that's off the chain and will make a difference. Now, here's your host, Evan Hackle. Today, we have a great topic. We're going to be talking about how to use your voice, how to trigger trust, how to become more vibrant and become a more confident communicator. Today, our guest is one of the most listened to people in America, although I'm certain you have heard her, you probably don't know her name. Her name is Susan Berkeley, and she is one of the top voiceover artists and telephone voices for companies like AT&T and Citibank and many others. She's got a really great and interesting background. Susan, please tell us a little bit more about yourself. Sure, sure. I am the voice that says, thank you for using AT&T, and welcome to City Phone Banking. And I got into voiceover work, which is what I do, uh, after many years in radio as a broadcaster, where I also work with Howard Stern, and everybody knows who he is. had a lot of fun there, but what I discovered in voiceover was that uh, I, like many of my colleagues, have the ability to go into a studio, read 30 seconds or 60 seconds of a script and sell millions and millions of dollars worth of products and services. For example, I, I did a commercial for something called Topsy Tail, which is a hair ponytail gizmo. It sounds like this. If you're getting bored with your hair, don't despair. Now there's an exciting new look with Topsy Tail. The thing about it is, Evan, it sold $50 million dollars worth of products and services. Now, I got no residuals on that. I should have, but I didn't. But when I started telling my friends about that, they said, well, how the heck did you do that? What is that magic? Can I use this in business? Can I use this in my training? How can I use this? And so that's when I wrote my book, Speak to Influence, How to Unlock the Hidden Power of Your Voice, to deconstruct what I and voiceover artists do when we work our magic, you know, how we master pitch, tone, inflection, all those vocal components to gain trust and get people to buy. You know, one of the things I love about what you do and what you talk about is we take our voice for granted and it is the like most important thing. We're spending our time on the phone. We're talking right now. People listen to you and make judgments about you all the time, but people don't train on voice. Mm -hmm. People don't think about voice you're really kind of leading this thought process of the importance of voice. Let me start and, and, and a- ask you this question. How do you feel when you call up and listen to yourself? <laughs> you know, uh, as a broadcaster, when I was in radio all those years, you, you sit down with your, your program director, who's like your manager, and they play your show for you over these huge speakers, and you hear your own voice, and I used to cringe I thought, oh my goodness, how can people pay me for speaking? But it, it took me about five years before I really got used to it and got over it. And then I got into voiceover. And that's actually a very common reaction that people have when they listen to the sound of their voice. Because the problem is you're listening from inside your head where your voice is actually distorted by the bones of your skull. So what you hear you hear when you speak and what others hear uh, is actually uh, different. But the point is, it's not to nitpick and, you know, not make mistakes when we speak, but it's to uncover the tremendous opportunity, the untapped opportunity that people have when they learn some of these voice mastery techniques that I teach to sell more. 
because you actually can. The great masters of selling and training don't take their voice for granted, and the results are spectacular. So you're clearly a professional. Most of us, like myself, are not. What kind of tips could you give all of us on being better with our voices? Well, you may not be a professional broadcaster, our listeners may not be, but you do broadcast messages every day to prospects, to customers, to people internally in your organization every time you speak, and it happens in seconds. That's the key thing. The first thing we need to realize, it doesn't take long. So let me share a story with you, Evan, that I think a lot of people can relate to. I have a friend who single guy and he goes into one of these internet dating services and he has this long list of criteria for the woman that he's looking for. He's looking to get married, settle down, have a family. I think she's got to be the same uh, religion, the same political party and all of that stuff. And not only that, she's got to be gorgeous, right? So he goes online and he finds this woman and they start sending emails back and forth, back and forth. They have this great thing going. And then it comes time for the phone call, right? So he scheduled a date and time. He's calling her. He's dialing her number. He's sweating. His heart is pounding. She picks up the phone and he hears, hello? Hello? (laughs) And he told me he didn't care how gorgeous this woman was. He couldn't bear the thought of spending the rest of his life with that voice. So the point, Evan, is it's not just in love. It's in life. It's in everything that we do. Your voice is essential to your success. No, no doubt about it. Any quick tips you could share to help us all improve our voice a little bit? Absolutely. I, I certainly do. I have a lot. You know, I think the, the first thing that people need to do is realize that the goal here is to achieve transparency. Now, what do I mean by that? People, when you speak, shouldn't even be aware of your voice. They should be thinking about what, Evan? Your message. They should be forming pictures in their mind, imagery of how your product, your service, your training is going to help them. They should be feeling things. They should be transported. And the great speakers know that. So the point is, if you are actually, if people are paying attention, if they're noticing your voice, it's actually a liability. So when I work with people, when I work with the corporations and I train people and individuals, what we do is the first thing that we do is that we get a baseline recording of somebody's voice. And then I'm listening for what I call vocal sticking points, which are uh, pitch, tone, inflection. Do they speak too fast? Do they speak too slow? Are they mumbling? Is there an accent or a dialect that might be impacting the impression that we get about the person? Or can we turn that accident, accent and dialect into something very positive about the person? So uh, let me give you a quick example because we're uh, about pitch. Because this year we have a very crazy election cycle, right? So they found when they listened in 2012, when they analyzed the voices of of, uh, candidates, that the ones that won the election actually had a deeper voice, the men and the women. So... That's one of the first things. Now, a higher pitch, some people are more like a flutes, others are more like a tuba, you know, you have a natural pitch, but everyone can enhance their natural speaking pitch. And can I tell you how to do that? It's a real quick tip that everybody can use right now. Okay, so what you need to realize is that your best voice is when you're speaking from the facial mask. 
Now, what's that? The mask is an area that stretches from your sinuses to your larynx down here. And you want to focus the voice in the mask. When a voice is disturbing, when it's, it's, it gets in the way, it can come to nasal like this, or it can be too high up here like this, or sometimes people force their voices down like this, right? You want the voice to be in the mask. The way you do that is by humming like this. Mm, one, do it with me now, Evan. Let's try it together. Mm, one, let's go up to five. Mm, two, three, four, five. Remember this. Do it every morning when you're in the shower. The warm, moist air will help to warm up your voice. It puts the voice in the mask where actually you're going to sound your best. Your pitch will not be too high or too low. It'll be nice and rich and resonant. So that's a great tip to use. It's really simple for anyone. Training Unleashed is brought to you by Total Training, specializing in e-learning and interactive online training solutions for corporate, government, nonprofit, and franchise organizations. Total makes effective training easier. Just go to Tortal.net to gain access to real-world tools that can make a difference. That's Tortal.net. T-O-R-T-A-L. Tortal.net. Tell us a little bit about your company. Yeah. How you work with different companies and different people to help with voice. Yeah, so the name of my company is The Great Voice Company. We're based in Englewood Cliffs, New Jersey, but we're an international company. We have customers all over the world with today's digital uh, universe. You know, that's possible. But what we do, we work with corporations to make sure that they have what I call a consistent voice brand that, and, and not just corporations, but individuals as well, sales and managers, so that all customer-facing uh, people and all customer-facing recordings that the company uses are consistent with the brand. Now, what do I mean by a voice brand? Well, as the telephone voice of Citibank, Citibank has a whole list of criteria that they want people to feel when they call the bank. Obviously, they want a, a voice that conveys that the bank is, that, that it's authoritative, that this is intelligent, that we know what we're doing, that we're competent. It's not a, a you know, a very frivolous, frivolous, fun kind of a sound. It's, it's a, a warm yet authoritative sound. Well, your company actually has a brand as well that you have to put some thought to. Do we have time for me to tell you a quick story about when this went wrong? Absolutely. Okay, so BMW in Germany, they, when they designed a GPS for their cars, they put a woman's voice in the GPS. Well, the switchboards went crazy because the male drivers in Germany couldn't take directions from a woman. <laughs> And they had to recall all the cars. They put another voice in, which they thought would be perfect, which is the voice of, of an engineer, you know, very proper German engineer. That also wasn't good because the men felt like, like they were being talked down to. They did it one last time. They got it right. They chose the voice that sounded like a co-pilot, and it worked. So in ways, like that's an extreme case of where voice branding goes wrong, but I think in your organization, in many organizations, and you've, you've heard it, Evan, I'm sure, when you call, the voice that you get is off-putting. And sometimes people get it right, sometimes they get it wrong. This could be the recorded voice. What my company does is we, we have a recording studio. We're recording voices uh, for all forward-facing communications, uh, phone systems, large phone systems in all languages, and also web um, 
productions that people are doing, sales productions. And then we work and we train the individuals as well to enhance their speaking skills. You know, on your point, when we develop e-learning, we have a whole bank of different voices and different learnings require different voices. Mm -hmm. So depending on your topic, you're going to want a different voice presenting that, inf that information because it will help people relate. So, yeah. uh, you know, I love your story about, about the car. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it's, it's sort of a great example of something people really probably don't think about. Yeah. You know, I know a lot of people, you know, they talk about words like, I don't know, there are always people giving out numbers, you know, it's, uh, you know, what, you're, what you look like, how you dress, how, what you're saying, and what balance they have, and, and honestly, I don't know, you know, you hear all these statistics, and it's this percent this, and this percent that, and I'm not sure what the real numbers are, but you don't really hear actually people talking about the tone of your voice. Can you maybe give a comparison of, like, how important the tone of your voice is compared to what you say or how you dress, and, and all, all of those things? Yeah, sure. So tone feeds directly into people's subconscious. And it is, it is a trust trigger. So when people hear your tone of voice, they are unconsciously making judgments about you and your company, about how authentic you are, how credible you are, how reliable you are, whether you'll be a secure cho choice for them. So in all of our trainings, we teach, and this is one of the things that I've, I bring from the world of voiceover and acting and broadcasting to a business communications. So I've developed a three-step method for actually changing your tone of voice on cue. Everybody should be able to do this, and everybody can do this. And what I work with is I help people form certain kinds of imageries, certain types of body language will drive your tone. And actually, they um, help determine what I call the four vocal influence types. Do I have a moment to explain what those are? That was my next question, so your timing is excellent. <laughs> okay, great. So, so those four vocal influence types are the trust type, and I'll explain what each of those are. The trust types, the charm type, the enthusiasm type, and the authority type. And every person is naturally one of these types or a combo of them. So the trust type is that voice. When you listen to it, you just trust that person. I, if you're of a certain age, you remember the newscaster, Walter Cronkite, he personifies that trust type. Today, Anderson Cooper has it. You know, you just, you trust this person. The charm type are those people that can just talk for hours. They're super chatty. They make you feel comfortable. They make you feel at home. The enthusiasm type is just that. There are these kinds of people that sad as if they're jumping off the wall. They just really are energizing. And then the authority type are people when they talk. Oh, you are going to listen. So the point is that he can, should know and can know, have in their bag of, of training tricks and their bag of selling tricks, a more authoritative voice, a more charming voice for telling stories, for example, and a time to, to pull out the trust voice type. And all of this is done by learning some some uh, you know methods using your body language, what you're visualizing, and even key words that you're saying to get yourself into a state. Training Unleashed is brought to you by Tortal Training, specializing in e-learning and interactive online training solutions for corporate, government, nonprofit, and franchise organizations. Tortal makes effective training easier. Just go to tortal.net to gain access to real-world tools that can make a difference. That's tortal.net. T-O-R-T-A-L. Tortal.net. So I'm going to ask you a question. Sure. 
this is a kind of a personal question because I face this all the time. There are people that when you hear them, they just are negative. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you feel like almost sad for them because you feel like something in, in them must be just really depressed or just, they're just cowardly and they're, oh, oh, and they just, it, it's almost painful to listen to them. Right. How would you coach a person to coach a person to be better and to recognize their voice in that situation. Sure, because they're not aware. You know, the voice is the mirror of the soul. The poet Wadsworth said that many, many years ago. And it's even something that um, psychologists use to determine the mental state of a person. But also, sometimes people just have bad speaking habits. So they might feel great, but they're coming across, I think what you're referring to, as a little bit negative and downbeat. The very first thing that we do whenever I work with somebody is... I record them and I help them hear themselves as others hear them. And when you do that and then you give them some exercises and work with them on some specifics, they improve. But the first, they're not hearing themselves as others hear them. So that's really the first step. That's a great idea. I really love that idea because if you record them, particularly not just audibly, but just, you know, like recording them like we are right now on Zoom, where they can see their facial expressions as well as their voice. Uh, that, that, that's, that's, that's a powerful idea. And it can be a little bit of a shock for people too. And people are like, ah, you know, don't do that. But you, so you have to be very supportive and, and your feedback needs to be balanced because all of us went through this, but it, it really is the way for it to improve. Look at it this way. I mean, if you're into sports, every single team Every game is recorded, and after every game, they sit down with their coach to analyze it. Now, these guys are making big bucks, so they stand, they can put up with it, but so can you. This is the basis of selling, great selling. Can I, you have time for another quick story? Yes. Okay, so in the insurance sales world, uh, there's a guy named Ben Fine. He was New York Life's biggest producer. Now, this is years ago. He's since passed on, but this man, I think he beat the record. He sold maybe a billion dollars worth of insurance. It was something phenomenal. But to meet him, he was the shyest, most unassuming guy. He really had uh, what they call social anxiety, so much so when they invited him to speak at the events, he requested a screen. That's how scared he he was of public speaking. He had to speak behind a screen. But one-on-one, he was phenomenal because he had that trust type. But one thing he did, Evan, every night before he went to bed, he he would record his pitch to perfect a little tiny nuance and to stay on his game. He would record himself, uh, and he never got to the point where he, he assumed, oh, I'm good enough now. I don't have to keep doing it. So this is encouragement. This is something that we as voice talent are doing all the time. You want It's part of your game, as you said earlier. It's a key thing that you have in your bag of tricks uh, to not just present yourself well, but to make more money. It's been proven. Well, look, we have a lot of people here that are professional training facilitators, they know how important voice is, but I bet they don't think about it the way you're thinking about it, which I think is terrific. And you talk, talk about getting promotions, talking about selling things, building confidence, getting consensus. Your voice is critically important. What you're, ta- what you're talking about is so important, but people don't talk about it, which is why I'm so happy you're, part, you're participating in, in this well, event. Well, thanks. 
Yeah. I, I, I really do. I'm, I'm going to ask you an interesting question. Sure. I think it's interesting. And, and um, I know you worked on The Apprentice. And I know you taught them certain communication skills. And I, I'm really curious what that was like. And <laughs> without any political bent at all, because we have no political opinion. Of course. You know, what is Donald Trump's speaking style and voice and <laughs> And did you help him craft it in any way, or was he a natural? No, you know, I'm really glad you asked that question, because I didn't meet Donald Trump when I, when I worked on The Apprentice. Here's what happened. I was in a, um, I met the four apprentices. At that point, they were, there were four. I was waiting in a, tra in a training room in New York City for them to come through, because they shoot it in real time as they do their different tasks. And for this particular episode, one of the things they had to do was give a class at an adult education center called the Learning Annex. And they came in and I, I had no idea what to, pre to prepare. I was thinking, oh, they're going to be afraid or they're going to be nervous. In walked four of the most cocky, self-assured people that I'd ever met. They were like all super type A, but they had a different problem. It wasn't to be shy and introverted. They were like hyper extroverted, speaking like over people's heads, not relating to people one-on-one -on -one in a conversational manner. So I remember, remember working with a guy who won that episode, a guy named Randall. This is back in season four. Um, and he, he was hyper-educated. He was a Rhodes Scholar. So he spoke like a professor, and he used a lot of ums and ahs. So I worked with him to help him be a lot more personable and a lot more one-on-one, -on -one, and he won. <laughs> That's fantastic. But, I mean, to answer, answer your question about Trump, I think Trump, is, Trump personifies the authoritative speaking style and, and that certain people are just it's irresistible to them yeah yeah uh you know this has been very fascinating we do have to come to an end i've been a pleasure having you on the show i have learned something i'm sure everyone else has thank you very much susan really appreciate it my pleasure evan great to be here thank great you thank you for listening and paying attention everyone have a great day this has been Training Unleashed, but it doesn't stop here. Just go to trainingunleashed.net to subscribe to the show. That way, you'll never miss an episode, and you'll be well on your way to delivering training programs that are off the chain. We'll talk to you next time on Training Unleashed. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.